Hello and welcome to Are We Forcing It? I'm Annie. I'm Marianne. And this is a Star Wars podcast where we talk about Star Wars books, Star Wars shows, slash movies, and Star Wars news. Yes. Um, yeah. And the order may or may not be <clears throat> ever what I say it is. So <laughs> this week, not in that order, but we'll start out with the news. Um, a little more than last week. I feel like last week we didn't have much. Really yeah. have much. So the biggest news right now is that Jedi Survivor has been pushed back to August 28th. Or, I'm sorry, <laughs> April 28th. Oh, um, I was like, oh, that was a lot. Okay, yeah. I know, my Just bad. a month. Just a month. Yes. From what it EA, had been. Yeah, EA Respawn want to um, polish it up, you know, uh, work on it a little bit longer, which is fine. Like, I would rather wait longer for good quality stuff than have to than have it be rushed and be shit. So um, I'm totally fine with that. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but um, I need to get on that. I've noticed the gaming community is more welcome to subtle setbacks. Well, I feel like with the Bad Batch, we weren't really given any reason why. Here they're like, yeah, hey, we just want to polish it up a bit. So it's people are like, okay, great. If they just said that with the bad badge, like, hey, there's just a few things we want to fix up, you know, polish it up, make sure it's good, then I think people would have been fine with it, but whatever. Yeah, I think with the bad batch, it had to have just been a scheduling juggle, but then if like the moment you say that, you have the fans like that's totally unnecessary, but it in a way it is. I don't I mean, I don't know. That's just my assumption. But yeah. either way, the game's been pushed back a month, but the book hasn't been pushed back. So. No, so the book will be released, I think it's like March 7th, because it was like I think it is seven, a yeah. week or two or something like that, but it was like a week before the game. So Battle Scars comes out still. They released a few um, excerpts from it, and I'm pretty excited about it. I read them. I just love that Cal was like, I'm going to turn into a Jedi sickle if I get stuck out here in space. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my. <laughs> and then he calls Seer Serious. I'm like, oh my God. I love this so much. <laughs> it seems like a very Cameron Monaghan thing. Oh, yeah. No, you I was know? like, well, oh, this is Cal. I was like, I'm totally, For I'm real. totally seeing Cal here. But this also, Jedi Battle Scars is supposed to be like the, it's supposed to be a companion book. Uh, that bridges Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. I don't think it's like something you have to read in order to understand what's in Jedi Survivor, but it's probably just like supplemental. Like, hey, if you want to know, here's what happened. You know? Yeah. Um, Especially for such a time jump. People always prefer. Right. Because I think it's more. five years. Because I think Jedi Survivor is supposed to take place around the same time as the Kenobi series. And sometimes um, this will happen where, like, they'll someone has an idea for the story, um, and the beginning kind of just takes too long to get to the action. I don't really know. I'm assuming this is kind of also how it works with video games. Um, and then at some point, if you realize your beginning, your beginning is really lagging, then you have to cut it off. So I wonder if they, if the book is like maybe an original like first act of the gameplay and then they were like actually this is boring or like or not boring but like we can't make good video game material out of this like there's not as much interaction in this so but i mean i haven't read it so that's no, just no, no. we'll find theory. out because i mean at least it'll give me time to read the book you know because i'm reading like 20 books at a time yeah right i was now. thinking it's nice to have a month instead of a week. Like a week yeah exactly yeah. i'm like oh great i can um because you know like the second i get that game i'm gonna sit down and play it like uh, it'll probably it'll be over a weekend though not like weeknight because i'll stay up too late and play it but i'm really excited <laughs> um 
my mother and father somehow were gifted a PS5 and my mom decided she didn't like it. So she traded us. She took our Nintendo Switch and we took the PS5. So we now have a PS5 and I'm super excited to play this game. Um, nice. Star Wars Celebration announced more um, celebrity guests at Star Wars Celebration in London um, this coming next uh, this coming April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to have Hayden Christensen, which I think he's now going to start being a regular. Because I think I think it was last year his first time at a Star Wars celebration. I can't remember. Or maybe he's been, maybe it was, maybe it was Ewan's first time. I can't remember. Somebody said it was their first time. But I feel like Hayden hasn't been in a while, but I could totally be wrong. I don't know. But uh, Hayden will be there. Katie Sackoff will be there. Um, Mads Mickelson. Mm-hmm. I would totally jump in line to go see him. I'd be like, I loved you as Galen Urso. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> and Dennis Lawson. Wedge Antilles is also going to be there. So that's really exciting. I wonder if they're going to have Mads Mikkelsen in Andor Season 2. I just thought of that because mm-hmm. I was like, well, Hayden, it makes sense because he wasn't really promoting anything. And they kind of try to have them do the dual, like you're promoting and you're bringing up past projects thing. Um, but now he's in something. And then I was like, well, Mads Mikkelsen is interesting because he's not in anything. And then I was like, hold the phone, though. <laughs> What if they have, because you know, in Rogue One, um, it starts with Galen Erso in cahoots with the pilot that's played by What's-His-Face that I also can't remember his name right now. Um, And he had like a whole storyline, but it starts in the middle of the storyline. So I kind of wonder if they will have an episode or two leading into Rogue One with them. That would be kind of cool. I know in the yeah. novelization for Rogue One, we dive a little bit deeper into Bodhi Rook's um, backstory. Um, but yeah, no, that would be really interesting if it's like a like a straight up lead into Rogue One. You know what I mean? But yes, yeah, so that looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like there was something else I was supposed to... Oh, High Republic. So the next book to be released for the High Republic is called uh, Cata- Cata- Cataclysm by Lydia King, and that will be released uh, April 12th, and that is the second adult book in the High Republic series. So we've had one YA, one middle grade, one adult, and the audio drama have all been released, plus um, comics. I don't know how many comics have been released, Um, but so far it's great. I am really enjoying this series a lot. And so I'm really excited to see where they're going with this. There's something else I was going to say. Oh yeah. Speaking of the high Republic, Star Wars had tweeted out about, Hey, we have a new Star Wars lo-fi and it features the Starlight Beacon. And I'm not kidding. (laughs) If you've not read the high Republic phase one uh, spoilers, if you've, and by this point you, if you've been trying to read them, you should probably know this by now, but the third adult book in the phase one is called the fallen star. And I think this is not really a spoiler because we kind of see we it's kind of a guess but starlight beacon which is the um space station that was supposed to connect the core of the republic to the outer rim crashes and to a planet uh and so of course people get on twitter and are like oh we're gonna hear the crash in the lo-fi as well and i'm just like i can't I can't deal with you all <laughs> that was sad okay savage twitter <laughs> has no chill <laughs> No, and I made a TikTok about it, and people have just not been nice. <laughs> like one of my mutuals got got on. And he's like, "Oh, this is great. We get to hear the sounds of dying people." And I'm like, "Shut up!" <laughs> well, speaking of Twitter, I think the last piece of maybe news is that Ek oh. Johnston 
yes sent out a tweet that was basically like anyone busy at noon on monday and or is it tomorrow i don't remember monday it's monday <laughs> yeah mo noon on monday at whatever time zone she is yeah and so she was like so E.K. Johnson, if you're not aware, she's the author of Ahsoka and the Padme books. She's been kind of MIA for a while, and we don't know why. Like, she purged her TikTok oh, and a lot got of her theories. Twitter. We got theories, but we're not going to talk about it because it's... it's Yeah, we'll see what the announcement is. And, yeah, so... Yeah. But she did also post her first TikTok video in a really long time. Um, and basically, she's like, hey, I'm ending my hiatus because I have an announcement on Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time or something like that. And like in her caption, it said something about space. And in the TikTok, she has a picture of all of her Star Wars books and memorabilia. So we think it has something to do with Star Wars if she's writing another book. Yeah, Twitter yeah. also, there was a picture of her Star Wars bookshelf where it was like every Funko Pop, every book she's written, a lot of the other books. I wonder if she'll do... I mean, a lot of the stuff, it was like minor announcements where it was like, or the suppositions, I should say, were like minor announcements where they were like, it could just be that we're getting a full box version of the Padme books, which a lot of people have been clamoring for. But I was like, I don't know. I feel like that's a publisher announcement um, more than it is like her. But I wonder maybe if she's going to write or be a part of some of the High Republic stuff, mm -hmm. or maybe she's yeah. continuing out other stuff um either way we'll know or yeah we'll know by the time this is released because this will come out on tuesday but i'm like dying to know because like i said she's been mia for so long so i'm like what are you doing but there's also like a lot of controversy that's been going on with her too so yeah we have a roller coaster emotional relationship with ek johnson <laughs> yeah it's interesting <laughs> but anyways, so i think that's that's all the news we got so far anyways. yeah Oh, also, by the time this comes out, Pedro Pascal will have um, been on SNL. <laughs> and maybe there will be a Mandalorian sketch. Oh, Pedro. If Ugh. we're lucky and it's not as terrible and dirty as they did the poor Try Guys. but I started, so I started The Last of Us, which is what he's starring in. Uh -huh. and... Like you started playing the game? Oh, I, I will eventually. I got to get the game. But I started the show oh okay and michelle and okay. i did we got we got more than halfway through episode one but we had to stop because it was really late at night but we were just like oh, oh my god how long and, are they oh it's hbo so i think the episodes are probably like probably a good hour um okay. but three episodes have been released so far and from what i understand it is an emotional roller coaster like our friend nick from the podcast geek speak uh messaged me and he said you're in for an incredibly emotional roller coaster because i hear the game is really i heard new. episode three is a um a true well no not a true bottle but it's well I, yeah okay <laughs> episode three is a true bottle episode where it's a standalone um and it's the one that has nick offerman in it that it's uh that's the one everyone's talking about right now i think mm -hmm. because it's yep the most recent and i heard that it's like it wrecked people yeah but i don't have it's hbo scary. because um i don't know if i've mentioned this before so me and each of my brothers kind of trade off paying for various streaming services i think that i pay for my own disney oh i th i pay for disney my younger brother and his wife also use my disney and they pay for netflix and it's the whole thing my older brother was paying for our hbo max after Warner Brothers got bought out and then purged the DC content, um, my brother like rage quit them. <laughs> and I was like, what about the rest of us? 
<laughs> you're like, excuse us. <laughs> excuse me. And he was, I mean, he was already mad at them about Game of Thrones season eight. But I was like, I mean, there's other good stuff. But I didn't get to see any of it. So. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so far, but Pedro Pascal. Pedro is amazing. So, but anyways. I'm shocked he hasn't been on SNL before, actually. Because he yeah. seems like the prime candidate. Yeah. Yeah. But especially since Oscar Isaac's done it at least once. I'm sure it'll be cool. I need to get Peacock for one weekend only so um i think that's all the star wars news yes yes there was a lot more this week um so we've been reading um star wars from a certain point of view really enjoying it mm -hmm. and we're in the cantina in most Eisley right now and this week we read the first story we read is called not for nothing by Man, these authors and their names I can't pronounce. I apologize to everybody. If I ever meet you in person, I'll apologize again. Mer Lafferty. Um, and she is an author, but she's also a podcaster. I think oh. this is the second author we've had that her main gig is being a podcaster. Um, her series that she's known for writing is uh, Six Weeks. Uh, but she is also the author i believe of the solo novelization oh yeah okay solo a star wars story the ex the expanded edition novel oh that's what it says yeah get my hands on that so yeah the interesting thing about this story is that or the thing that i thought was funny is that the first page says, this is an excerpt from The Lady Has a, jo a Jossimer, My Life as a Modal Node, a memoir by Ichabel Giant. <laughs> and I missed that part the first time when I came back. I was like, oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically written as if it's just a chapter out of a memoir that's written by a the female band member of this. Modal of the Node, yep the are they they're called bith bith that's what i was mm -hmm. thinking um i couldn't figure out if bith was their planet or their species but okay their species bith. yes so so we learned this yeah. the story we learned how this group the modal node uh come to be playing in the katina cantina um when luke and obi-wan meet chewie and han and what a backstory. <laughs> like, it's not just, oh, we got hired for this one gig this one time. It was, no, oh, my goodness, we've they, been on this planet. Uh, it's all this guy's fault. They got in trouble with Jabba the Hutt because... As did everybody. band member owed him money. And so, um, yeah, he's in serious debt to a hut and have sold all of them into indentured servitude in the sandy armpit of the galaxy. <laughs> So um, they were performing for Jabba the Hutt for a while. I think she said more than a year. I think, yeah. Or at yep. least a year they did. And then they finally traded info to yes. leave the palace, quote unquote. Right. Palace. So, yeah. So they, um, you learned that the Bith are um, 
are that let's see one interesting thing about biff that other species don't really know is that how we can separate different sounds around us it's what makes us good such good musicians we can listen to the different instruments separately or together to make sure everyone is in tune and working well together so they can listen really well and so they were able to pick up a lot of dirt um there at jabba's um palace i thought this was really funny don had to keep a close had me keep a close eye on Greedo and find some dirt on him. I pointed out the bucket of sand I had to wash out my eyes every night and said, I got dirt on everyone. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me to get over it and stop complaining. <laughs> so she's been watching Greedo. They finally like paid off their debt. Jabba asked for more than twice what he had said. Um, Dan had initially owed him. So that's when they came up with the counter uh, information about Greedo. And then they were let go in the middle of the desert. And the information <laughs> is basically just that Greedo is taking the money that people owe Jabba yes. in exchange yes. for not bringing them to Jabba. Exactly. Which fits in with what happened um, with Han, where he was yes. like, you know, if you give me the money, we can forget about it. Exactly. And then I thought this was funny. Editorial, edit, uh, editor side note. Since the writing of this memoir, Jabba the Hutt has been murdered by an unknown assassin within his palace. Jabba the Hutt cannot be thanked anymore. Still, the author requested we leave this entry in the text. But they were going to thank Jabba the Hutt because he did let them go at night in the desert. <laughs> so then they make it to Mos Eisley and they get um, hired in this cantina. Uh, and they also, she also mentions the reason why they haven't left um, their band because Dan is the best composer and band leader. So they're like, fine, we'll stick with him. Uh, so they, um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so Chow Moon's Cantina is owned by a Wookiee. Um, and so they're talking about what it was like playing. Um, but they realize that Greedo also, um, frequences this establishment so they're just like uh oh <laughs> like this isn't good like he's gonna come after us right um well then um she sees so she sees obi-wan and luke enter the establishment and she sees the droids and she's like oh, those imperials were looking for droids so she had been questioned by imperials earlier and they were looking for certain droids and now she's like if i can just go on a break and tell the imperials that i found these droids that they're looking for then we can get a substantial reward and get off tattooing. Well, Dan is like, no, absolutely not. We got to keep playing. And in fact, they're told no matter what, keep playing. It doesn't matter what's going on. Keep playing. Don't stop. Not for nothing. Right. Exactly. That's the title of the story comes from that. Right. And so um, she like somehow, I don't know. If she, I can't remember if she did this on purpose. She says she did it on purpose. Um, right. But everyone is like, look how clumsy you were. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she had knocked Greedo, because I think Greedo was coming toward them. And she was like, oh my gosh, uh, I got to do something about it. And I think that's when like her um, Jossimer just like flew she, up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she basically, she kind of describes it to be like a clarinet, which I mean, we are musicians but right. maybe, my, i was thinking like oboe clarinet yeah exactly she uh, the terminology because it's basically like the so in a clarinet you have four pieces that just they don't even screw together you they just have cork on them so they like pop on and off it's like five or six um well it's 
the upper and lower yeah. joint, the um, so the bell. bell. Oh, and the, um, the barrel. I forgot about it. Yeah, you have the mouthpiece, the barrel, the two main joints, and then the bell. Yeah, so there's five. But she's saying basically that she took this instrument that has at least the upper and lower joint and whatever and just like twisted it apart and casually threw it on the ground. Yeah, and oiled. And so like with the clarinet, like with the clarinet, you don't like snap it together. It has cork and you have to keep that cork moist. Like we have like chapstick like things to keep the or else it's gonna bust apart and you can't use it. Yeah. But so that's how cork you put it together. Yeah, cork grease is how you put them. I play clarinet. Uh, yeah. Side note, that's how I know all this. Um, and that's how you put it together. You just kind of twist it together and line it up and boom, you got a clarinet. It's great. Yeah. I have uh, one. I don't mind some that's a that's a whole story because I had one that was from um, you know, that one guy that's now dead to me. And then um when things ended, I sent his clarinet back to him. And my older brother had one when they left the house this year. And I was like, ooh, look at that. Cause I had my own mouthpiece. So now I have a clarinet and a mouthpiece and reads. Um, and I actually can play through a book one. And that's it. Oh, <laughs> I good. taught Very myself good. clarinet when I was teaching music for a second there. And yeah, fun story. But either yeah, way, like, reading this, I was like, ooh, it's a clarinet, but it's a it's a Jossimer, which is obviously a fake instrument. But interesting though because it does kind of seem like um it just it shouldn't just fall apart well she, she was said like, she said she'd done a messy job oiling it to make up for the ever-present sand she hadn't had a chance to clean it so it was probably too slippery and it came apart but true. that also that we're just with literally no moisture maybe it shrunk that too yeah so yeah that was enough to get Greedo like to turn away from them because then he saw um Han and Wookie and went after them. And so she's like, um, she's watching, you know, she's keeping an eye on them as they're playing, and then she sees Greedo get shot, and she's like, Great. And she did, and then here it says, and then I decided <laughs> that if that human could do us a favor without knowing him at all, we could do those other humans a favor and not report them. Yeah. So that's the end of that story. Yeah, and very entertaining. I kind of wonder if um, the author will write us a whole memoir. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, it would it. be kind of pointless, but um, also, you know, it'd be fun. So the author of our next story is Chuck Wendig. Mm -hmm. um, he wrote the Aftermath series, which yeah, took right after Return of the Jedi. That That's on my list to buy is the Aftermath series. Yeah, the Aftermath series kind of looks like they had the same cover designer as um, Bloodline, although it's from a similar time period. So maybe that's what they were going for. But um, I think that's his former Lucasfilm connection there is the Aftermath series. He's also, his novels also include um, The Wanderers and Wayward. So, and the book of accidents doesn't seem so accidental to me, but <laughs> yeah. So pretty established author. One of, um, we have such a wide, like array of authors here and this story, I almost said this book, this story is, um, I feel like I mentioned this last week or the week before where I was like, I thought it was just going to be about that one guy. That's like, we don't serve them. <laughs> this is that story <laughs> so 
And he actually has some fairly sympathetic reasons for not allowing the droids. Yes, this was a really good one. I actually really liked this one. I thought you would thing, like it when I was reading it. I was yeah. like, Marianne's gonna like this. Yeah. So this is the this is the um this is the bartender in the cantina. Um and he hates droids. And at first we're like, why? Why doesn't he like droids? So he's there, you know, he he runs the the bar during the day and whatnot and he sees um Wookiee uh he sees Chewie and Han um and he's also talking to um what's his face um uh Rufu or is actually Dr. Cornelius Evazan and Panda Baba the two guys who give um Luke grief and then um Obi-Wan Obi cuts, cuts his arm. So the, the bartender's yeah. name is Wooher. Wooher is his name. And so then we learn why he does not like droids. And it's because he was a teenager during the Clone Wars. And he was living in, uh, it's called Arcac Station, when the Separatists attacked and killed his parents. Um, said droids, black and gleaming, moving through the station as they killed the power and executed everyone they found. His parents dead, each peppered with blaster fire. Um, and so, of course, you're like, oh my god, so that's why he doesn't like droids, because of the Clone Wars. So then we keep going. He sees um, Evazan giving crap to Luke. And of course, like, here comes Obi-Wan. He's like, listen, he's he's not trouble. Let, let me help you. Um, but then all of a sudden, Outwhips the lightsaber, right? And that's when we learn that Wooher had been saved by a Jedi. Uh, but I think we don't actually learn that for a little bit while later. I mean, I think it's just yeah. he sees the lightsaber and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, a Jedi. And then he's like, well, you know, they were, they saved him during the Clone War at some point. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, eh, I can let it go for a Jedi. Right. It's something really quick. Exactly. But he, you know, he says, I could have told him. He's like, but I think he was more than a hermit. I think he was a Jedi of old. I thought they were dead and gone. The Jedi, they once saved my life. Those Jedi saved me from a whole battalion of dirty droids. So I'm inclined to give this one a pass. And you should too. Of course he didn't. He just, he didn't say anything at all. He just pointed in direction and that was it. Um, and then of course he sees uh, Greedo get shot. He's like, well, shit, now I gotta clean that up. Um and then here, like, he goes to bed and he's like, you know, at the end of the day, he goes to bed and he wondered if he would do it all again or if this was his chance, as it was so many years ago on Arkex Station, to change course, to do something different. That night long ago derailed everything. His parents dead, his life changed. Maybe now it was time to get back on the rails. Maybe he could change his path even now. Maybe he could find some place of his own, someone of his own. Maybe he could change his destiny, but would he? I really enjoyed that one. I thought it was pretty great. It it was pretty great. This is the also this is the third or fourth. I think this is the third story that took place around this scene um with Luke meeting um Han Solo. He's the first guy that knew what a Jedi was. Because yes. everyone else was like, oh, laser sword, and like, wow, what's that? And then this guy's like, oh, a Jedi, we'll just uh leave him alone. Yes. So but good stories this week. I agree. The show that's on right now, of course, is The Bad Batch. The and Bad Batch. shall we quickly discuss <laughs> episodic and bottle episodes versus serial? 
for all of the haters out there because there's been a lot of discourse about the bad batch because every episode doesn't seem to be i shouldn't say every but the last three i haven't seen as as much with this one but i think it's because all the clone wars people are quote unquote giving it a pass because of um gunji but we've been seeing a lot of hate and we don't agree with it i'm so annoyed i'm i'm so annoyed because people are not how do i explain this they're not really paying attention when they're sitting here and calling it a filler episode or whatever they're not paying attention to what's happening because in episode four that was not a filler episode we got character progressions in both tech and sid we got some foreshadowing with sid episode five we learn more about fee we see omega how she's reacting to finding herself a new um uh role model and even part of me wants to think that weapon might have something to do with what's going on later on i don't know i mean it's destroyed now but still and then of course um this episode we're seeing a character progression in hunter as well like i saw this tiktok with like well, parallels also and he had some last episode also yeah exactly so, yeah. so it's like we're this it's all for a reason like we're seeing a lot of progression for a reason in these characters um and if somebody had made a tiktok where they were uh, like the parallels in the bad batch and one of them was when hera had called for help and um hunter was like no but then Gunji and Hunter's like, absolutely, we're going to help the Wookiees uh, fight the Empire, you know? And it's just like, there's such a difference in Hunter now. And I wish people it's, would understand that. I think that adults, especially, um, especially younger adults, first of all, people that didn't watch the Clone Wars week to week, because you've seen the people on... <laughs> the on tiktok that are like you guys would never have survived watching the clone wars no i mean because... i'm gonna watch it week to week but i could see why oh for sure you have to watch all three of them at once and then like because almost every arc in the clone wars is at least three episodes or is at least two and many of them are three and I think people were expecting the bad batch to be more like that but I think that they're staying away from that on purpose also but so i think so that it's a little more like rebels that's my assumption mm -hmm. but there it's kind of like there's this idea of like dying network television dying week to week television because of streaming services and whatnot but that doesn't mean something can't be episodic like the reason something is called like a sitcom for instance sit is um situational that's what it stands for situational comedy and it's called that because every week there's a new situation but also that's what you get episodic versus serial where it's like episodes are a different story every week and um a serial and that's one of the reasons why um they in england and the uk and maybe i think australia they call them series instead of seasons is because it's one story continuously mm -hmm. but the bad batch is more episodic for sure but the reason that you know shows still have that progression and whatnot is because you use the episodes are the changes like you're saying in episodes versus a serial is usually much more to do with the characters which i think when you have a ensemble cast of 
six six characters not counting rex or cody you know like the five plus omega is already six you have right. to do episodes to get everywhere like to touch on everyone really because even andor i don't really know like it was a serial for sure but also it was three arcs or four arcs i don't remember <laughs> but one or the other three or four arcs um but you really didn't get firm development from more than andor and like i wouldn't say luthan had development but there was a lot of like depth explored there um and marva like they got development oh and of course andy circus's character was amazing right. um but yeah you can't get enough development on one single story with so many characters so i think that's why episode like the episode format works for bad badge and like you were saying like we don't know that none of this is going to come up later it could all come up later right. that's kind of how it we're works also six in episodes Rebels in also. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, you're 16 episodes, guys. Come on. Like, if you want to, like, if you just want to stop and wait till it's all out, that's fine. But five or six episodes in, and or like four or five episodes in, people were already like shutting it down. I'm like, what? I think that this season is more entertaining than the first season, but I think it's because so there was kind of a lull. And I think it's always like this when um, the trope of picking up the kid and the kid you're bringing the kid with you, um, right. which now Star Wars is dominated, like The Last of Us is coming in on them. But, you know, I always feel like that conflict is so predictable in the beginning where it's like, oh, we picked up a kid. Oh, it turns out we don't know how to be parents. Oh, it turns out the kid actually gets into trouble sometimes. Oh, maybe we should leave her. Actually, we're going to decide to keep her. You know, all of that's pretty predictable. Right. So now I feel like we're in a territory where we don't know what's happening. And right. because we're not getting those answers right away, some of us, not going to name names, um, are missing, like, I, not, I, I guess because I don't know any of their names. <laughs> but, you know, like, they're missing the point, which is to deepen each of these characters. And they are getting character development. But all of that being said, we can get into the episode, which is called Tribe and has a character that was in the trailer that we were so excited <laughs> yes. to make the return. And also, well, here's a quick little summary. So while they're on a mission to deliver some forgeries that Tech made up himself, Omega finds and befriends uh, Gunji because he's been, which Gunji is a Wookiee Padawan um that we saw in the clone wars ahsoka had taken a group of padawans to collect their kyber crystals and he Jeez. was with them and there, it was a whole thing and i think that was the only time we saw him in clone wars i think maybe so. I think but he yeah. has survived order 66 and omega's basically like well we gotta take him with us and um like you said the batch specifically hunter is like yeah let's go like we'll take him home and that kind of sets off them arriving on Kashyyyk and trying, like, figuring out what's going on in Kashyyyk. It's, I think the biggest surprise was the fact that Hunter knew how to speak uh, Shiryuk. Shiryuk. I can never say this. Well, he word. was translating it. Or he understood it. Sorry. The part where Wrecker just starts talking it. 
Shirewook. Shirewook. Shirewook, I think is what it's called. Shirewook? I'm sure it's pronounced like, you know. He says it in, I think he says it in The Bad Batch. I'll have to go back and listen to But he understands it, which like. I think he just says Wookie. He's like, well, my Wookie's a little rusty, but I think he said this. Yeah, so. That's what he said. Such a great episode. So yeah, we see Gunji. They rescue Gunji. And um, what I thought was just so sad, like Omega's like, why is he sitting there by himself? And he's sitting in the, the back of the Marauder, just curled up, head on resting on his knees. And it was just, it's so sad. And of course, Hunter's like, he's scared. He's he's been through a lot. He's alone right now, which made me like it was. I don't know, like 10 minutes after I watched the episode, it suddenly occurred, it, it suddenly reminded me of the first chapter of Ahsoka by E.K. Johnson, um, which reads, she was alone, something she was never meant to be. Her people were tribal, blood and bond, and her ability to use the force gave her a galaxy of brethren from all species. Even after she left the Jedi Temple, she could feel the others when she wanted to, the ebb and flow of them in the force around her. Until, of course, she couldn't. I'm just like, Gunji. Ah, I'm so sorry, buddy. Gunji. Um, but they yeah. didn't mention his wooden lightsaber, which was a big thing um, in his Clone Wars arc. But we did see it though multiple times. Yeah, I just was waiting for someone to be like, "Oh, it's made of wood," <laughs> and yeah, no one did. I just like when but... Hunter was like, "Kind of, you want to keep your laser sword put away?" <laughs> and like maybe we could be on the down low. Yeah, and. Yeah, Renji's like, oh hell no, and just like whips that thing out like every chance he got. <laughs> That's okay, Gunji. It's fine. But it was such a and of course, like I love the Wookiees and I love Kashyyyk. The Wookiees are such like a tribal people, uh, tribal sentient, sorry, sentient beings. Um, and so you know, being taken away from your people, I'm sure it's hard. You know, they um Shakti, who is uh Togruta like um ahsoka talks about that too how it was really hard for her you know because you're, you're supposed to be with your family but um and they're know, a tribal people yeah exactly yeah and so like you know omega asks gunji do you remember and hunter translates only in his dreams and so you know first he lost first he loses the i'm sure he was in the temple i would i would not be surprised if he was in the temple when order 66 came down so although i feel like it's probably because it was a couple years after they built their lightsabers so i feel like the it's a more likely that he was out with a master like caleb slash canaan was possibly and then just because i feel like the chances of surviving and getting away and also just being loose out in the galaxy somewhere would have been higher if he hadn't been on Coruscant. But also, it we could don't be revealed later. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. A certain point of view. Bad, yeah, bad. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's already lost the Jedi. His The family's ever known. And then when they go to the village that he thinks of, it's completely destroyed. And you see how devastated it is. And then here comes Omega. Our home was destroyed by the Empire, too. <laughs> Golly! still and so kind i just she's such a good person omega is but i just love that it didn't you know like echo had been persuading hunter to help for so long and then when echo's like we should help the wookies hunter's like okay let's do it you know well i think we talked about this 
before, like when when it came out a couple of days ago. Um, I think that they didn't explicitly say it, but I feel like Hunter saw him and was like, oh, it's a Jedi Padawan. And he, Hunter was the one that refused to kill Caleb right. or Kanan. I don't know. What are we calling him? <laughs> Caleb. At the time, he was still Caleb. So um, he was the one that refused to kill him. And I think he saw a chance to finish because he, it was, I think he still felt guilty about just leaving oh, him out there to die. Oh, absolutely. So it's my opinion that he saw Gunji and was like, this is our opportunity to right that wrong, even though right. they might never see Caleb Doom again. Exactly. Um, no, I totally agree. You know he was thinking about Caleb in that instance. I don't know if Omega knows what happened with Caleb. Like, she knows that they didn't do the order. Right. They didn't follow the order. Um, but maybe she doesn't know, oh, there was also a boy that was about her age that ran off and they never found again. And, you know, like that they're just hoping he's out there somewhere, which of course we know he is. He's out there about to have the best Jedi arc ever. Yes, um, exactly. In 15, 20 years. Um, but you know, give it time. Um, yes. but yeah, we're, I think he saw him and was like, well, we have to do this. And, um, they talk about how they spent time on Kashyyyk during the war. And yes. I think they were all eager to return somewhere familiar because there's no pushback from anybody. They're all just like, yeah, let's go, you know? And I do think it's part of that though, where them, recognizing this is part of who they used to be is going to be instrumental in like oh this is who we need to be like currently um and that kind of comes in at the it's not at the end of the episode but basically when hunter's like yeah we're here to fight why not <laughs> and he's like obviously that's what we're gonna do yes and no, there's a lot of character development going on honestly yeah and i think there's a lot of nuance to it like just a lot of layers all over the place and i said this before we recorded where i was like i kind of hope that we're gonna have some flashback episodes at some point of more bad batch missions during the war because all we really have is the one that happened in season seven of clone wars but it would be nice to see like when they first met up with cody or maybe when they were on kashik or you know something Especially since we haven't seen that much of them with crosshair, I think it would be a good opportunity to flesh that out a little more. Mm, yes. So I hope we do see more because that was good. But yeah, so they get to the planet and they initially are like, oh, the Empire's been here. But then they see, what are they called? The lizard people? <laughs> They're not lizards. Oh, Trandoshans. Trandoshans is what Sid is. Trandoshan, yeah. Yeah, they see them and they're like, oh, so they've taken over the planet, but they are working with the Empire. So it's a double trouble situation. Um, and they keep trying to set fire to the forest. Um, and the I would say this, there's so much digging in this episode, but off screen. <laughs> where characters like grab a shovel yeah. and then in the next seeing someone's wiping their brow and putting a shovel down but just because they're trying to dig dishes so the fire doesn't have anywhere to burn like doesn't have anywhere to keep going to get the trees but we learn a lot more about Kashyyyk even though I think all of it was already established canon especially 
from what we had talked about when we were working on that part of um, the fanfic, where it was like, you know, the Wookiees believe the trees um, or the planet belongs to the trees and they are just there to take care of the trees and are at the mercy of the trees. And yes, they, they believe in the trees. Uh, also the deep tribe part, there was a lot of that, even though they were like, he doesn't know where he's from. And the tribal leader was like, well, he's a Wookiee. So he's with us now. And like, I don't think she says they're going to figure it out. I think she's just like, we're going to, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, also Wrecker, basically a (laughs) Wookiee. He (laughs) speaks their language. He loves their food. He acts like them. He was like roaring and, and it was so fun. Doing the chest beating (laughs) thing. And oh my goodness. I love Wrecker so much. It was, I was like, at the end of the episode, I 100% thought Hunter was going to say they were just going to stay there. Even though I was like, I mean, that would be like the end of the series. <laughs> or they'd be like, well, and now we found our home, the end. <laughs> but yes. it was like, I definitely thought, because it was like, Wreckers found his people, Omega's learning about the trees, and they are clearly like, you know they're clearly happy there and helping them out and they're still on the planet at the end of the episode so i'd wonder if they'll pick up there next week or how that's gonna work out but um it's very like it was it was just nice it was like a nice heartwarming episode that still had action it was just it was good i liked it so Uh, yes that was a great it was definitely a great uh episode i really enjoyed it yeah i thought they were going to burn down a lot more of the forest. That's why oh, I was texting yeah. you when... Because um, I watched it hours before Marianne did. And I was like, oh, we're at your favorite planet. And she was like, which one? <laughs> I was like, oh, you'll see. You'll see when you get there. And then later I was like, oh, shoot. Did I just tell her she's going to love this? And then they're going to burn down the forest. And it's going to so, wreck her emotionally. <laughs> uh, interesting enough. So this is probably like, what, a year or two after Order 66? I think it... I think a year would be a safe bet. A year, year and a half or something like that. Well, anyways, so um, in Jedi Fallen Order, one of the planets that you visit is Kashyyyk. And honestly, I was expecting to see those big-ass spiders and those stupid slugs, but we did not. And I was kind of disappointed, but that's okay. Anyways. spiders were there. No, no, not. They're not the same as the spiders in uh, Jedi Fallen Order. There's worse spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like actual spiders. Why is there nothing but arachnids on this planet? billion times bigger and a pain in the ass to fight i hate them uh, i love kashyyyk is like my favorite planet on um it's like well like my second favorite Filoni planet. loves a good space spider i guess but anyway I mean... so kashyyyk is one of the planets that you visit and jedi fallen order takes place five years later five years after um Order 66. So mm-hmm. um, the Empire has established a foothold by the time you get to it with Cal Kestis. And what they're doing is that they're getting the tree sap. And they're using the tree sap for what? Who knows? The wep- For the weapon? I don't know. But they are, they are stripping Kashyyyk of its resources, going after the tree sap. And they're using the Wookiees as slaves um to harvest this tree sap and stuff like that so like your first uh mission on kashik is to help saw Gerrera free the wookies so that they can fight the empire um and then like your second mission is when you go back to kashik is to go find uh chief tarful chieftain tarful who's the 
chieftain of the Wookiees. Um, and he's hiding in um, the Shadowlands. But anyways, um, so by this point, the Empire is starting to like, so at this point in the Bad Batch, the Empire is starting to um, harvest Kashyyyk for the resources. So by the time we get into uh, Jedi Fallen Order, they've already got, you know, their plants build up and they are taking the sap and using it for who knows what they don't really say. So interesting, like, connection there. That makes sense. Like this, if this is just the very beginning of that, um, yes. or even just a different part of the planet, and at some point it spreads. Yeah. I forgot about that because I remembered that it was in Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, and of course, it's briefly in Episode Three in um, Revenge of the Sith. Right. Right. Because she. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, so on a weird tangent, um, I don't know if any of you guys, if you don't, you're not on, do you follow the Star Wars official account on Twitter? No. You should. part of my Twitter you're missing, out. <laughs> you're missing out because I don't know who runs the Twitter, the Star Wars official Twitter I follow account, Wendy's. They are better than the miss out on that. They are amazing. Um, I, I don't know how to explain whoever it is that's behind them, but they're incredible. Anyways, so this one person was posting about, um, which I want to get this book eventually, is the concept art for, um, or it's right the art book it, of the High um, Republic. Sorry, right now is it Star Wars hashtag the Bad Batch now streaming on Disney yes. Plus? Yeah, they have okay. the yellow check mark. Yeah, so this one uh, account keeps asking for like, Elzar Man concept art, which is um, one of the characters from Phase One of the High Republic, uh, and so they released a book which was like the art of the High Republic. Um, and actually, this person actually like tagged the author in this, and they're like, "This looks incredible." Here's the official Elzar Man concept art. Well, then somebody was like, "How do I get this?" Like, I I didn't like. How do I know just now know about this this book? And they're like, "You you didn't know?" And she he she's like, "No, I didn't even know this book was around. I can't even get it." And they're like, "Why? Why can't you get it?" And even the author of the book was like, "How can we get you this book?" And this person's like, I'm a broke student. My parents don't like to buy books for me. I'm just waiting to get spare money, you know, to have spare money to get one. Then the fucking Star Wars official account gets on and says, where are your parents now? Check your DMs. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, I love this. I love this account so very much. I mean, They're amazing. The author should have a couple hanging around or the compiler or whoever i don't know i guess maybe not especially for an art book well apparently um, star wars is now providing this person um their uh a copy she they she they okay so i was right on her their pronouns um a copy of this book but i the star wars twitter account their official twitter where account, are your parents now they're amazing <laughs> like um i've posted like some of their stuff on tiktok just like how incredible they are um and how savage they can be <laughs> i follow them now like they, they maybe don't... it'll fix my twitter problems so i great. i try to stay off of too many celebrities because this happened on my instagram where my feed basically only became the celebrities i followed so now i only follow people in my industry like the publishing and whatnot um on my on my personal author instagram and then 
on my personal Instagram, I try to keep it to friends. But of course, since they changed their algorithm to be mostly commercial, it's all ads anyway. Um, but on Twitter, I was like, I'm only going to follow people I want to follow and not necessarily um, celebrities. Uh, I mean, I do follow like the Green Brothers. Um, late bloomer as far as being a Green Brothers fan. But here I am being a Green Brothers fan. Um, a lot of other people. But like, I try not to let it get cluttered but also somehow it still gets trash every day by people i don't follow it's just there but yes i will start following star wars they are amazing they are incredible if you have twitter and you don't follow them you're missing out because they are whoever is running that account is amazing and they're bffs with mesa windu like they'll get on his live on tiktok and then like tweet at him <laughs> under the official account and he's just like what is going on like they got him out to star wars celebration but they are they're incredible people i mean mesa windu is a real one so like, oh he's he's he really for real mm -hmm. good for him yes he's a good one yeah. so yeah that is that yeah well i think that's all we have to talk about this week next week is going to be a heavy one we are we are assuming because yeah, it's, it's a double episode yes so it's either going to be double awful or it'll be awful in a emotional sense well not, we have the, crap the clone sense. so episode seven is called the clone conspiracy and episode eight is called truth and consequences Ooh. Yeah, and the next double uh, feature will not be until the very last two episodes, episode 15 and 16. Are they taking so, a break the week after this? Uh Oh, let's see. Eighth, and the next one's the fifth. No, they're not. Okay. Yeah, because that's normally, I could see them doubling up for like a mid-season break, but there is no break. So now I'm worried. <laughs> so, but... um. Yeah, so next week we're going to know whatever's happening with E.K. Johnston. We're going to read two more stories from Star Wars from a certain point of view. One of these days, I'm expecting within the next two months or so for them to announce um, Return of the Jedi, a certain yes. point of view. Yes. Uh, but they probably won't announce more than six months out. But if it follows the same track as the others, it should come out in October. So we should have news of it by April. Yes. I'm I'm curious and excited. Maybe they'll announce it in celebration. Oh, they've also released like a bunch of new figures. Oh, I bet you they I bet they would announce that at celebration. But they also have like announced yeah. um a bunch of new like um action figures and stuff like that too. Uh so people have been going nuts about that. Like there was some 212 um, clones, there was Jesse in five. There's some um Funko's releasing some exclusive stuff. Mm, yep. Um, yep. The Obi-Wan Clone War Mando, Mando yep. outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, um, BB-8 has a Valentine's figure now. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week we're going to know a lot more, even though we did a lot this week. And yeah. So we'll see you then. Until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Marianne. And you can join us to figure out whether or not we're forcing it. Bye. <laughs>